Welcome to the Fort Bragg PWOC podcast. Today I have a dear friend join us, Ellie Ginder. She is a pastoral counselor at the Water Center here at Fort Bragg. Her and her husband have been at Fort Bragg for about three and a half years. Her husband is a chaplain who works with the First Special Forces Command. He's a family life chaplain. Kelly and her husband have been U.S. missionaries to the Army for 12 years. Currently, she is teaching our Boundaries class. Join us as she shares some amazing truth. Good morning, Fort Bragg. PWOC. I am just so excited to be joining you this morning. And I want to start off today by sharing with you a message that's entitled, Seize the Moment and Embrace the Present. So have you ever felt trapped, isolated, and cut off from those who don't understand you? Stuck in a place with people who don't understand your position, your point of view, your thought processes, and we may be experiencing it now, but do you remember when you felt this way as a kid? Misunderstood is the best word that I can describe for it. When I was in elementary school, my mom and I clashed a lot. And when I say a lot, I feel like it was every day, but it may not have been that intense. But I can't even remember what we fought about, but fight we did. And often I would get so frustrated that I told her that I was going to run away. But like any good mom, she didn't give in to my terroristic threats, but she helped me pack my bags for departure. And I would show her. So I jumped on my pink 10 speed bike with the curled handlebars bought at the Western Auto Store from Mount Joy, Pennsylvania with my prized 4-H pig money and I pedaled away through the neighborhood and the fairgrounds across the town to my grandma's house. Upon arrival, I would give her the whole sob story, trying to get her to see the injustice that my mom was infringing upon me. How dare she? And first and foremost, I told my grandma, whatever you do, do not tell my mom that I am here because I wanted her to be worried. I wanted her to know that I meant business. But my grandma being the awesome and wise woman that she was, she would get me settled down and she would pick up the phone and let my mom know where I was. I was hunkered down in the midst of the emotional storm. And, and then as the storm died down, thankfully, I had a safe place to run away to and allow the storm to pass. And, but we're gonna see as we get into our text this morning that the disciples faced an entirely different situation. They had no place to run and to hide. In John chapter 20, verses 19 through 23, it reads in this way. On the evening of that first day of the week, 
When the disciples were together, together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. When we first meet up with the disciples in this passage, we encounter them in a state of running in fear. So my first point is this, the present circumstances. The present circumstances. The disciples' doors were locked in fear of the Jewish leaders. The disciples faced a time of isolation because they couldn't risk running away from their current circumstance. They were stuck in a difficult place which was causing confusion and hesitation. How long could they go on in their desperate situation? They were trapped with no opportunity to run away from the city. When it probably seemed like they had reached a place of hopelessness, Jesus came on the scene and brought a few things with him. And we too may be stuck in a difficult place, causing confusions and feelings of isolation, but Jesus can enter our homes too, just like he walked through the locked doors of where the disciples were hunkering down during the emotional storm that was carrying on around them. My second point is this, the presence of Jesus brings new hope. The presence of Jesus brings new hope. His presence brought peace and joy. And his presence gives us, brings us the Holy Spirit and the opportunity to see the already present place of forgiveness that is offered. When our present circumstances meet with the presence of Jesus, then the dynamics of our situation change. We realize that even if our circumstances don't physically change, we don't have to live in fear and be isolated from God. The presence of Jesus brought peace and joy. When the disciples realized their leader was in their midst, the fear dissipated and the joy increased. The same can be true for us too. We can allow Jesus to infiltrate our anxious and isolated circumstances, bringing us to joy. The presence of Jesus also empowers us with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can take situations of fear and isolation and breathe life and power into us. We can experience peace when those around us are fearful and we can have joy in the midst of isolation because we are not in this alone. Jesus is by our side. And so today, ladies, I just want to introduce an exercise to you 
which some of you may have already done it before. Yet it is a great reminder in the middle of our current situation. I want to talk about recognizing your support network and how Christ has already provided a path to peace and connection, even in your life. So you may have printed out this handout, or you may want to do that after our talk together is concluded. And so the and so the activity is called creating a support network. And you can see that mine is partially filled out. And so what I want you to do is to write your name in the center of the daisy. So right here, you would write your name in the center of the daisy. So I'm gonna do that today. And then I want you to fill in each petal with the name and contact person and contact information for those who provide support to you in eight of these areas. And so on the handout, you can see that I have 15 support uh, positions kind of listed in here. And so whenever I'm feeling isolated or alone, maybe I've PCS'd, maybe I just realized that all my friends have PCS'd and I'm still here, um, that sometimes I have to look at my support network and examine it to make sure that I understand where it is that Jesus is meeting me. So the first thing that I like to encourage ladies to do, or people that I'm working with this, is to draw a stem from that flower into the root system. And I want you to write the name Jesus on that stem. Because as there's something that we have that is a benefit and a blessing that others who do not know God do not have. And that is the, the, the support, the nourishment, the connection of Jesus and the nutrients that he can bring up to allow our flower to bloom, even in spite of difficult circumstances. He is the one that keeps us rooted when the wind is blowing in our situation, or we may feel isolated in kind of a desert situation. When, our, when we have a stem, that it represents Jesus, it connects us to our ultimate source of the support network, and that is Jesus and the Holy Spirit. So I encourage you ladies to, before you do anything else, to write Jesus there, because that, that is something that's so important as you continue to grow. So then in the flower petals around, I want you to fill in the, the name and the number, I'm just going to fill in the name, but then I want you to put in the cell phone number of the person, and then I want you to post this on your refrigerator, or post this somewhere where you can look at it daily, maybe on your vanity, or the bathroom mirror, or just someplace handy that you can realize that, hey, even though I'm living in this place of isolation, I am truly not alone. And I have people that I can reach out to for connection, for support. And then I encourage you during the week to just maybe set 
this is what I do. Everyone can do something different. But I set little reminders on my phone that says, hey, Kelly, I need you to give this person a call. Or I set up kind of virtual coffee dates or virtual Zoom meetings where I can take time to connect with people who can help me to create a support network. So again, um, some of the people that I have circled is a local neighbor. So I have my local neighbor, her name here, and I'd have her number. And then that would help me to know that I've got somebody in case of an emergency or just in general to connect. Um, I would put my mom, who I would consider a relative or close relationship, one that can help give me encouragement. Um, I have a longtime friend. Her name is Jen Raber from Fort Campbell. And so I would put her on my list. And again, each Friday at, we just schedule during the week to have a FaceTime connection. And again, I hadn't been able to do that for, for many months, but since this opportunity happened of isolation, then we have a great way to connect that we haven't done in a long time, in a long season. So again, fill out all eight petals of your flower, making sure that none are duplicated, right? So it's not the same person on every flower petal because that could be a difficult situation. Um, and then reach out to those people in your support network. Help, help keep yourself connected and not feeling isolated. And then again, the most important thing, keep yourself connected to our STEM, who is Jesus. Get in the word. Get into your Bible study, continue with your Bible studies, um, and create opportunities for, for prayer and connection with the very God of our souls who fills us with hope and joy in spite of circumstances of difficulty and feelings of isolation. So ladies, I am just going to pray a blessing and ask Jesus, to come into your midst and be able to meet you in this place during this season so that even as you look back, whether it's three months from now or a few weeks from now, that you could, you could put a line in the sand or you could have a date written on your calendar that, hey, this quarantine, this situation, it turned around for me during this time because I connected to Jesus, my source, and connected to other people on this spiritual journey to give me hope and connection. So let's pray together. Lord, we just welcome you into our homes today. We recognize the gifts that you bring to us. And we recognize that we are not alone. Even if our circumstances do not change today, Lord, we can have joy and peace that comes from you and the power of the Holy Spirit who is active and alive and providing us hope even in the midst of each day. And Father, we plug into you. We look to you. And we reach out to you saying, God, 
just meet us here in our circumstances and we will not fail to give you the praise and the glory because of you our situation can change even if nothing changes around us and so we thank you lord for this opportunity that we have in jesus name we pray amen Amen. Well, I love you, ladies. I can't wait to see you live and in person again. But until then, I will continue to connect with you in all the different ways and the different avenues. Don't forget to look to the um, Religious Support Office, PWOC, All-American Chapel, your particular chapel, to continue to stay connected um, to the source, which is Jesus. And so take care, have a wonderful week, and God bless you. Hi, thank you for listening to Protestant Women of the Chapel, Fort Bragg. We are workers together for Christ. If you've been inspired, please share our podcast with those who could use a good word.